Bandwidth for all shows on the Aussie Tech Heads network is supplied by Aussie Tech Heads Web Hosting. For a fast, affordable and reliable Australian server with fantastic support, contact Aussie Tech Heads Web Hosting at aussietechheads.com.au. Aussie Tech Heads, Australia's best hosting service. Another episode of Aussie Tech Eds. How are you doing this week? Oh, it's very important information we got to, got, to, got to get across this week. And it is starting with daylight savings finished. So everyone knows that uh, if you are watching live, adjust your clocks. It's all changing. Go to the website for uh, information. That reminds me, we've got to change the times on the website. So good stuff. So daylight saving, it's, uh, it's great. I don't like daylight saving too much. Uh, well, I do, but we don't have it. That's what I don't like. I think we should have it up here in Queensland so we can all just merge in with the rest of the eastern states. All right. So that's part A of importantness. And I forget what the other things were. So we'll just get on with the show. It'll come to me later on. So thanks to ADH Web Hosting. That's Aussie Tech Heads Web Hosting for the bandwidth for the show, supplying it all and all that sort of stuff through the pipes, down the, around the gurgler, up the sewer pipe or wherever you are, drain pipe, wherever you go. There it is, providing bandwidth. So hallelujah. ADHWebHosting.com.au. All right, let's get stuck into it. And let's meet somebody who hasn't been here last week. Will. Hello, Will. Hello. Yeah, very fortunate I'm here again this week, actually. Oh, what's um, going on in your busy little my life? My computer's trying its best to explode. Oh, good. And how's yeah. it doing yeah. all right, is it? Well, the, the, well, at the moment it's working, which is uh, one stage above what it's normally been doing this week. So, Right. And, uh, and look, and, and those of you, I have got a new toy, and it will be, it will be expanding. Do you want to hear it? There we go. I've got one soundboard thing. One. He he learnt how to internet. <laughs> I've got one sound uh, one sound in the soundboard, and that's it. Or well, I'm gonna. I promise to get hey, more. My soundboard came with thirty or forty sounds. You got ripped off. Yeah, well, I got a blank one. I didn't. I didn't. Oh, want... you got those Apple high quality Apple ones. That's that's I, what the problem. Is. I didn't want all those the fart soundboards like you will. I needed. I just wanted a blank one. Start afresh. Yeah, you can enter, you can do those yourself. You don't need a soundboard for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we better bring uh, Jace in as well. He's here. He's sitting over in the other corner. Hey, Jace, how you doing? Hi, everybody. Hey, what's been going hey, on with Dr. you? Dr. Nick. Dr. <laughs> Nick? Is that the guy that uh, kills people? <sighs> Crikey. Eventually, at some stage. Dr. <laughs> Nishki, whatever his Where name is. Where have you been for the last uh, 27 years? What? <laughs> flammable and inflammable mean the same thing? What the country? <laughs> He looks like the he looks like the master. I'll tell you, give you the heads up. Uh, all right. So what's going on? We we ready to to get into it now? Look, we'll, we'll tell you that Jace's this is Jace's last week for two weeks. So um, holidays, see? holiday, <laughs> holiday. Oh, oh yeah, holiday. Oh yeah, I should tell you, I'm on holidays too. <laughs> oh, you're always on holiday, Will. What are you talking about? <laughs> Now, let me guess. Are you okay, going? Aussie Tech Heads is having a hiatus for three weeks. That's it. We're all going on holidays. Now, let me guess. Will, you're going to Evans Head? No. Uh, you're going to well, Kyogle? Not, not entirely. 
I'm going to uh, Gimpy for the first few days, and then I'm going to Evans Head. Oh, Gimpy. <laughs> Jeez. You're going all out on the... <laughs> I know. Um, and, and the good news is I'm babysitting while we're at Gimpy, so, you know, right. it's going to be a great holiday. How, how old's the kids? <laughs> how is that holiday? Yeah, no, exactly. No, right. It's like... How about holiday for who? How, how old are the kids, Will? Oh, he's like 10 months old or something, so it's not too bad. You can just oh. tie him to a lead and hang him off the clothesline. Dirty nappies. Give him a little nip of whiskey in the bottle. <laughs> Free range. You just let him go round and round all day. They tire himself out pretty quick. Oh, you guys yeah. love it. You guys love it. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, look, let's get uh, into a story, eh? Uh, let's start with, I don't know, Microsoft seemed to have a bit of news this week, didn't they? Like, I've got a couple of Microsoft stories. Chase has got a couple of Microsoft stories. So they've been in the news. Look, we'll start off with... Uh, the big one that was obviously last week was this Microsoft went snooping into the Hotmail account of the guy that was leaking uh, intellectual property <laughs> secrets. Um, or, you know, you no. remember the story. Listen to last week's episode if you didn't. But anyway, uh, Microsoft, under probably a, a massive consumer pressure, uh, because it was just blown all out of proportion, wasn't it? Well, not out of proportion, really, but it was just, it blew up in their face because uh, Microsoft said they were well within their rights to scour and trawl through Hotmail messages of their customers because they own the uh, Hotmail, so they can go looking for data, looking for whatever they want. But they've come out this week and said, no, that's not on anymore. If uh, ever we want to find out some data, we shall go through the proper law enforcement channels, yeah, which is a good idea. So uh, effective immediately, if we receive, this is Microsoft speaking, effective immediately, if we receive information indicating that someone is using our service to traffic in stolen intellectual or physical property from Microsoft, we will not inspect a customer's private content ourselves, said Brad Smith, head lawyer. Or could have been John Smith. Could have just thrown any name out there, couldn't they? <laughs> so the head lawyers said that. So good well, on they, uh, they hired an ex-judge now too so that uh, all of their requests are going to go through him for approval first before they go snooping. So. Well, well, is it that hard to, to just not snoop? Do you, or do you need approval? To, like? Well, they already knew that there was some that this guy was uh, dealing, uh, selling off their stuff or giving away free, especially their activation servers, which was the really big problem because it's going to cost them billions of dollars if uh, server activation code gets out. So yeah. uh, they're well within their rights. But, um, yeah, so they just had a look on his account. Not They didn't go through every single account on everybody's, you know, email. No. They don't really care. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, my God, people looking through my email. Nobody just, cares about your email. There's nothing interesting there. They did a control me, If you've got something that's that's uh, worth looking at, you've probably got a Hushmail account or something like that that's encrypted and nobody can see it. So don't do your company secrets. <laughs> Hotmail or Yahoo or Google or any of those things. And don't forget, also, if you're going to any of these sites to read your web mails and you're not using the HTTPS for secure, well, all your data is being sent in the clear through the internet and anybody along the way can get it, you know. Mm. All, all this stuff goes from your computer to your ISP to here to here to here, 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 and probably about 10 or 20 hops and it ends up going through all these different routers and servers through different countries to get to Hotmail. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. uh, it's all, mostly it's plain text, especially if you just got a normal pop account or something like that. That's all plain text. You mm. can encrypt all those things, but very few people know how. That's why a lot of things like Facebook and Google started encrypting by default, especially to keep out the uh, NSAs and things like that, but also because nobody knows how to encrypt by default. It's like, oh, it's email. Nobody can read that because it's in my account. Yeah, well, no, no, that's right. But 
But uh, look, just as a as a tip to the, to listeners, uh, what about so if you want to see where your your hops are, so if you want to go from your place to say Google, what and what servers that that little transaction that you type in, that little search inquiry goes to, what computers does that go to? If you go into now, Jace, you'll correct me if I get this wrong, but if you go into the DOS prompt. You know how to the command prompt, as they call it these yes, days? That's correct. You got it right. Congratulations. <laughs> the command prompt. I don't think you have to be administrator, just uh, any command prompt. And then if you go trace, T-R-A-C-E-R-T, so, uh, and then space, and then I'm pretty sure you can just type in a domain name. So google.com. If you like. Yep, do look, Google. I'll tell you uh, how it's getting there at the moment. But uh, if anything happens with any of those connections, it'll reroute it through another way. So. Mm. Don't expect that it's always going to be seven hops to Google.com server in Australia where they cache the information and could go out this way or yeah. maybe it's just a temporary cache server and then within Google it goes around somewhere else or, you know. Yeah, so if you, wanna, if you want to have a look at that, you just, yeah, so it's a trace as in T-R-A-C-E-R for Robert, T for Tom, space and domain name. So trace RT space Google.com.au if you have to, I suppose. All right, cool. How good's that? Now, yeah, so just to finish up on this Microsoft customer privacy thing, uh, yeah, I, I don't see, like Jace just said, they hired a judge. Do they really need to hire a, as I was saying, do they need to hire a judge to say, don't go don't go in there? Or ex-judge to say, don't go looking through people's emails? Like, that's well, not, that's not you right. know, it gives an extra buffer to keep people happy. PR. You know, people go, oh, Microsoft will go straight in. No, we'll ask a judge who's on our payroll, <laughs> hey, is it okay? You know all that money we give you. Is it okay if we just uh, check yeah. out some? If you go, oh. <laughs> if you... yeah, hang on. Section twenty-three of uh, page four hundred and thirty-nine of... of the Microsoft Policy Act. <laughs> go in there, <laughs> but don't be Thanks more than three money, minutes. It, yeah, blow <laughs> blow the dust off your fingers when you come out of there. Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, so Microsoft, good on you, uh, I guess. <laughs> They've tightened up, especially because they used to give Google so much grief, didn't they? You know, about over how. Yeah, uh, what was it? Krugel or something, wasn't it? Scroogled. Scroogled. You've been Scroogled. Screw yeah. and Scroogled. Yeah, I think I, I think I had it last week. Scroogle. Something oh, like that. Google reads all of your emails so they can show you ads. No, it's a computer that detects the word sunglasses and puts up an ad for Oakley's. They're not reading through every single word of your email and passing out hmm. the meaning of it. They're just picking random words out of there and going, oh, yeah, we've got to add that somebody bought a keyword for that. Let's stick that up there. Yeah, exactly. Whereas Microsoft actually went into the guy's account, which is worse. <laughs> which is just breach. Oh, I don't know. Obviously, it wasn't against the law, but geez, it just... It uh, just... They had terms and conditions said yeah. we can look in all the stuff because we own it, dudes. And you can't, yeah. as as I've heard on other podcasts like Leo's and that, you can't exactly, you know, go to a judge and say, can we subpoena our own server so that we can look on it? Like, mm. what? Yeah, you well, own that... it. You don't need a subpoena. It yeah. was on... Uh, Google or something, then yes, but because it's on your own stuff, you own it. Yeah, well, it's got nothing to exactly do with me. Right. Exactly right. But I think it was the, the from the PR point of view, it was pretty bad, wasn't it? Like you know, like people don't want to be associated. People don't want to have their emails in a place where they think that people are going to be looking at them. You know, so that's yeah. just what it comes it was down three, to. Three or four years ago, before the NSA and everything, anyway. So yeah, oh, NSA's into it anyway. Yeah, into, into everything, into everything. But anyway, uh, Microsoft privacy policy tightened right up. Ow! Oh. Okay. You trim my nose hairs. Is that what you're doing now? 
<laughs> you doing his nose, <laughs> High Lounge, Rennie, Milo, Greg. Cool. Legend. Hey. <laughs> okay. Stickers. Now, now um, <coughs> when that comes back on, are you going to come back on for me? Hey, nope. Will. So we haven't heard from you for two weeks. So what's been catching your attention uh, lately, <coughs> news-wise, Google-wise, Android-wise, whatever-wise? Well, you know me. I'm always one for a, a hard-hitting story that's, you know, we can't possibly do without every week. And um, given that we've been April and it's the 3rd of April and we've just had April Fool's Day and... Actually, this morning, you're still getting April Fool's Day things happening from the other side of the world. Um, there's a handful of the what the internet's calling the best uh, April Fool's pranks this year. It's really starting to become a thing now. It started a few, you know, obviously since the internet, there was always April Fool's pranks, but it was only a few companies here and there, you know, that sort of did it. But it mm. turns out this year, pretty much if you're on the internet, um, you're susceptible to either being part of or or creating a uh, April Fool's joke. And thank goodness um, we we didn't broadcast on April Fool's Day because otherwise well, you wouldn't know what was true. <coughs> I, I purposely. Uh, I think our, we're pretty clever to be able to figure out what's true. It's <laughs> a lot of stupid stuff. Well, out our there. Minecraft podcast was supposed to be broadcast on April Fool's Day, but uh, it you bit us in everyone. the butt and fooled us all. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> you could uh, tell. Um, about the uh, April Fools that happened in Minecraft. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's another one. What happened? <laughs> but uh, Mojang, who's the creator of Minecraft, decided that it'd be really cool. They they uh, sent a spoof out saying that our uh, servers have been taken over by the villagers that we updated in the 1.8 patch, and they've run right, and everyone's now you're being um, turned into a singularity, and right. you logged into the game, and you're everybody was a villager. Right. <laughs> that was, well, for the whole skins and all the characters, yeah, nice. Oh, what, well, they're tricksters over there, aren't they? At Hong Joe's or whatever, wherever it is. <laughs> no, Jang. Um, it's not a game, but uh, oh, yeah, on news.com.au, yes. they have a uh, an April Fool's special. They've compiled the best ones they think are the best pranks. If Glenn's quick enough to get screen grabs, he can go to news.com.au and find the uh. April Fool's pranks there. I would normally show them, but my computer is cactus. Well, tell me. But depends, the first one, and, d- depends on which ones you got, Will, because this was my story as well. So I probably have got uh, some uh, images here for those on the video. So what you, you see? You I don't read. <laughs> this is what happens when I don't read show notes. Anyway, mine now. Um, okay, so the no. first one I was looking at was um, I only got one, <laughs> and I was actually disappointed. This was fake. They Vegemite did a thing. The uh, I drink two point one energy drink. Um, and they're basically saying that, uh, you know, they've released a Vegemite drink. It's good for you. You know, instead of having breakfast with Vegemite, you can just have this drink. And, yeah, okay, maybe maybe it was an April Fool's joke, but I was really hoping that was real because I could go a can of Vegemite. I reckon that'd be fantastic. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd, <laughs> geez, I'd, I'd, it'd take me a bit to get used to, but, yeah, it could be all right. <laughs> Not yeah, really. I wouldn't mind it. You know, it couldn't be any, any worse than some of the drinks that are out there already, mind you. So, no, it's um, not- I'm just trying to... So, where did yeah. you say I had to go that, to? News.com? Oh, that's another one, yeah. That one was actually really good. Have you seen that one? The one with Fitzy and and that when they uh, when he threatened to quit? No. No. Who's that good? <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> they uh, basically um, 
set up a fake, a pre-recorded skit, and they got the sound engineer who was working in the booth with them to transmit this skit all over the studio. So instead of just having the normal radio station playing so they can monitor it and whatever, they actually, um, yeah, filtered this pre-recorded thing through the, through the studio. And they waited till all the executives were in their little office so huddled together having a meeting, whatever they were doing. And they started playing this skit. And Fitz is like, that's it. I'm over it. I'm, I've had enough. And he started dropping F-bombs. And I'm going home. And there's, there's enough of this place. It's too political. And the producers have bolted out of their office. There's cameras tracking them down the hallway. They're flying down the hallway trying to get to the studio. They get to the studio and they're like, cut the feed, cut the feed. <laughs> they're going absolutely. They're turning white. The color's just draining out of them every time he drops an F-bomb. And... Um, <laughs> of the skit they the two of them get up and they start getting into a pretend fist fight and the producers barrel through the door and start breaking it up and then they fire a couple of big confetti cannons off and say yeah, fools, yeah. But... he's a bit of a character isn't he old fitzy but look, there's been there's um, been a, been another couple of ones will uh did, that i can go on with if you like uh the uh google plus one did you have that one the pokemon uh no the other one it was google maps oh the good there was a Google, Google oh, Maps. Well, was there a Google Plus? Oh, the no. Hey, what? Yeah, let me tell you about the. Uh, <laughs> I think it was Google Plus. Uh, now there was Google Plus, and I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so the company is offering awesome photo bombs for Google Plus, which allow Bye. users to upload an image of David Hasselhoff. <laughs> so that is the funniest one I've, I've I think I saw. Um, you could upload just. <laughs> pictures of the Hoff and just slide him into your photos. So that's the uh, that's the, that's my favourite of the April Fools this year, I think. Uh, yeah. Oh, dude. Did <laughs> you get the one I just linked through? You what? Sorry, Jase? Did you get the one I just linked through on the um, video conf? Ooh. Was that the... Uh, there's one about the, the, the uh, Google Maps. Yeah, and, Google Maps uh, did... Uh, they had actually one of the guys at work, I told him about it, he spent the rest of the morning trying to catch uh, Pokemon around Sydney. <laughs> He got about 120 of them, but uh, he couldn't find the other 30. But the one I just sent through was one that was on the uh, iPhone and um, Android on the uh, mobile Chrome. Mm. And uh, if you use the translation function, you could translate everything into emoji. Yes. So if you went to <laughs> went to a website, it would automatically change all of the words in there that had a matching emoji to the emoji. <laughs> and uh, worked with, you know, source code and all sorts of things. And they had uh, a video there of people saying, can a word smile? Can a word roll its eyes and say, sorry, <laughs> not sorry? Uh, and have each presumably fake linguistics, pragmatics professor at Chrome Video. No, it can't. That's why our translator will interpret the tone and context of words. Just hit the emoji translator button. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's crazy. And I think, Will, you, you what was a Pokemon one? Did you have that yeah, one? the Pokemon one was uh, Google Maps. They um, basically advertised for a uh, for a Pokemon Master, um, and one of the recruits can update their Google Maps app and try to catch them all. So basically, they even went in, and made an ad on their website saying that they're chasing Pokemon Masters, and mm. basically, yeah, it was literally it was literally going around the map trying to find all the Pokemon. <laughs> now, there's another. Um, there's another one. I also had one called uh, Shelfies when I logged into my Gmail. Yep. You could uh, take a self picture of yourself and put it in the background of your Gmail, which I actually did. I didn't use a photo of me, but I'd uploaded photos for a long time through uh, Google+. And you could pick one of those and make it your background for your Gmail, which is quite nice. Mm. Now, now, this one, uh, <laughs> hang on, wait till I get it 
get it queued up here. Now, this one is actually from, I think, oh, I'm not sure where it's actually come from. And look, as far as I know, as far as I know this is pretty uh, current. Forgive me if it's not current. It's just pretty funny anyway. Uh, let me uh, click over here and let me go on to get some volume going. But this is, uh, everyone's heard of planking and uh, all those mm. other stupid social media things, I guess, that people are doing. Well, this one's called clocking. Have you guys heard of clocking? Mm-hmm. You have. That's not a new thing. Yeah. Only because I saw this clip. Here's an exclusive first look at YouTube's upcoming trend, clocking. Uh, clocking is a continuation of my work on planking. Where planking made a statement about space, clocking is about time. You stand in public uh, with your arms up like a clock to accurately display the time and you just keep doing it for hours. Human beings are ruled by clocks. They tell us when to act. If we ourselves become the clock, does that put us back in control over our own destiny? So it's just bloody, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was quite funny. It was quite well done. I mean, yeah. they're not afraid to throw some money at production these days for YouTube, for... Uh, yeah, April Fool stuff. Mm. So, yeah, because so, right. for those of you who couldn't get the picture, I think they did explain it there in that little grab, but it was, yeah, you stand at the correct time with your arms outstretched, uh, uh, doing the time, so three o'clock, you know, one arm up, one out to the right, and uh, you move your arm around as time goes by. <laughs> there's, there's actually a few other ones on there. There's uh, There was the stopwatch. There was a few of these <laughs> other ones. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to tell you what, it's bloody funny, all right? So, yeah, I had a, I had a bit yeah. of a laugh out of it. All right. Um, so, clocking. So, look, we want it, we want everyone to send in their clocking videos or pictures. <laughs> That'd be quite funny. If you can clock while you're plank, then you're set. Yeah. And it's uh, <laughs> for people of all ages. <laughs> cool. That'd be plonking. If you can't, you go plonk. Off. Get clocked. <laughs> Clock you, man. It's not... Actually, that's... There's some that people actually fell for though, like the Petfy from IONet. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, people fell for that. Oh, and right. the uh, Kogan drones, the Kogan drone Wi-Fi. Yeah, I posted some. There was uranium you could order from Amazon. <laughs> yeah, that'd be actually. I could actually go some of that. It'd be handy to have that in your back. Uh, they had they had uh, <laughs> questions and answers, and someone's like. Uh, will it be delivered by uh, Amazon drones? And he's like, yeah, and we'll probably have Enola Gay written on the side of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's come back to Jace. I think we'll go to you, eh, Jace? Uh... All right, now, I hope you got all over that April Fool stuff. So what's going on to with Jace? What, what did you find this week, Jace? Well, at Build 2014, Microsoft's annual developer-focused conference, the company dished out some details about Windows 8.1 Update 1, the first significant Windows update since it became available back in October. Here's a rundown of some of the changes. You can boot straight to desktop. It'll allow users to boot and resume straight in the classic desktop UI, which is what I do anyway, (laughs) allowing them to bypass the tiled modern UI altogether. Changes to the taskbar. You can use both desktop programs and Windows Store apps from the classic desktop UI. Windows Store apps will also work with the desktop UI's taskbar as well, and a new button on the taskbar will permit you to access the Windows Store without forcing you to dive into the modern UI to do so. Thank goodness for that. Mm. Microsoft also teased that in the future, 
a former of the classic start bar will make a return and have a modern UE style live tiles embedded within it. Apps yeah, will be able good. to run in windowed mode as well, and the start menu will function similarly to how it did prior to its elimination when Windows 8 launched, permitting users to find and run programs and apps through it. However, it sounds like those features will be added to the OS as part of a future update, update and not update one, which happens on April 8th. Do you, uh, oh, April 8th, there's another story about April 8th that we've been going on for a while. Well, that'll come later. But, uh, but do you miss the start button? Really? I got a classic start menu, so <laughs> I've got the start button anyway on Windows 8. Oh, so if you go back to classic look, does it bring the start no, button? No, no, no. There's a third-party app that you install called Classic Start Menu. Oh, right. And it looks exactly like Windows 7 start button. Oh, has all the functionality. It's got all programs, control panel, and everything. just brings it exactly like the normal start button back again. So even if you don't want this new one, that's got uh, mini live tiles previews and stuff in the start button, uh, start menu, mm. then you can install a uh, classic start menu and uh, you've got all your stuff back and it's free. So, well, mm. But did you really miss the start, bu the start button that much? I like the way that uh, I'm just used to, you know, start across the all program stuff rather than having a full screen of tiles everywhere with big buttons that take up half the screen. It's like, mm. this is Microsoft Word, this is Excel and PowerPoint, yeah. and then suddenly I have to scroll across here because I've run out of screen room and here's another bunch of icons and scroll across there. Well, and uh, just gets annoying like that. It's okay if you've got a finger and you can go. Yeah, yeah, true. It's not too but, bad. But if you've got your mouse, you have to drag from one side of the screen to the other. It's like, well, I, didn't, I never use it as a dragging the screen. I found that, that without the start button, I'm probably actually a little bit quicker in doing things that I want to do. Because in, say if I want to go uninstall a program, well, normally I would go to program, start, programs, control panel, programs and features and whatever. But, but now I just go start button. And then start typing uninstall and uninstall programs pops up and I click it. I think it's faster, but I do like that. I can do that. If I press the start button and type in app, it's got app whiz and I just hit enter and it opens the mm. add remove programs. Oh, okay. There you pressed, go. Uh, I think it's a control shift insert opens the control panel, something like that. Yeah. Well, see, I'm not, I'm not up with all these shortcuts. <laughs> Not all this newfangled stuff, you kids. You just so new Walkmans and your transistor radios. And... I know. I was actually looking. I was actually looking at a keyboard. It's called a macro keyboard, um, and it's got you know, all the shortcut keys to all the Windows functions on it, as well as the normal keyboard. And it was something like a three hundred key keyboard. <laughs> Do you remember the Optimus? that had little LCD screens for all of the keys on the keyboard and you could program a little picture on any of them. Yeah, that was that, awesome. That was going to be really popular, but I think it was too expensive. That, and, that was uh, the problem. It was too expensive. Never caught on, but, you know, if you started Photoshop, it would change the X, C and V keys to a picture of scissors and uh, clipboard and then uh, paste yeah. so that, you know, you wouldn't have to remember control this and control that did something. You could see the picture on the buttons of what it did. Couldn't you just get like a, a plastic idea. keyboard overlay or something? Be a bit cheaper. I mean, it's funny. I still find yeah, myself using your kids keyboard with your technology, and your transistor <laughs> radios, and your Sonic secret handshakes. I know it's like when I'm doing a lot of things. I still use Control C, Control V, Control oh, I use X. That all I still, the time. you know. Yeah, I do. Or that. when you're doing dropping and dragging, you'll drop and drag, but then mm. you'll hold the shift and control tree to get oh, a yeah. shortcut instead of just going cut paste. Like yeah. it's... Well, you're doing the mouse with the right hand and you might as well be doing yeah. something with the left hand. If you've got it up on That's top it. of the desk, you might as well be doing something yeah. with it. So, yeah. yeah, like 
like uh, 15, 20 years ago, my uncle was doing a WordPerfect 5.1 course at TAFE. Oh, and I showed yeah. him how to use Control B to bold and X and C <laughs> and V. And he goes into the TAFE and he got used to it at home because it was so much easier than bringing down the menu and then tap yeah. down, 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 enter. And he started using it TAFE and the teacher comes over and says, what, the, what are you doing there? How do you do that so fast? Mm. He's like, oh, you know, you just control B and it pulls it. Yeah. Really? Wow, that's fantastic. <laughs> well, I'm good. teaching you. <laughs> he just taught me something. Well, wasn't it the one of the what was that? What was that word processor called? Word Perfect or something? Is that word Perfect. Five point one. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't the yeah. the downfall. One of the downfalls of Word Perfect one point one was it used all these shortcuts, but they weren't the like the universal they standard. Yeah, they weren't the standard yeah. shortcuts like F keys, especially like F one would print. You know, universally F one's yeah. help. So uh, yeah, so that's part of the downfall. Like Corel Corel Draw was another one that did that. Well, Corel bought WordPerfect, so it explains yeah. a lot, right? They kept the crap going. Oh. That's good. And they it had the blue better, screen. Had the... the best word processor, though, for DOS. Yeah, it was all right, I suppose. It was all right. X3 Gold. Hey, what was wrong with the built-in word processor in X3 Gold? That was fine. Yeah. Oh, geez, Will, you're going back to the transistor days now. You're like, who is it? Mary Jo Foley from Leo Shows, who does all of her word processing in Notepad. Oh, hey, my what? mate, I have to keep I keep burning his CD because he only wants to use Microsoft Word, uh, Works, the old Works. He won't right. use anything else. So I have to keep every 12 months reburn that plus, CD. Notepad++ plus plus for the win. <laughs> yeah, well, I use Notepad every week. I use it probably nearly most days. Like sometimes you just want to just grab some text and, you know, you just want to paste it somewhere to paste it somewhere else and you don't want to get all the formatting and crap that comes with it. So I find Notepad really good. That's how I do my show notes. Like the show notes are in in a Google document and I'll copy them, chuck them into Notepad, removes all the formatting, then I can go back into where I want them to go and I can just just work with them a lot easier. Yeah, you're supposed to be able to use like Control-Shift-V or something to paste without formatting, but it doesn't work most of the time. Yeah, mm. oh, there's a lot of things that don't work. But it's apparently, uh, just quickly, something that might it does work, apparently. Now, this week, my, we all have been building up to this for a little while, but Microsoft reveals Office for the iPad. So apparently, it is, <laughs> it is out. It is out. It isn't too. I'm uh, just going to go over here for a minute. <laughs> what, do you need to go to the toilet? Now he's like, not Apple products again. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd he go? He's gone. All right. Get him off. Well, That's look. it. He's off the show. Just you and me now, dude. All right. Uh, we've annoyed no, him I that couldn't much. let the viewers have that problem again. Now, um, look, I've got a little, <laughs> another little clip here. Now, wait till I uh, get, get. And Sachin Nadella, the new CEO of Microsoft, is like, yeah, hand me my iPad. Hey, everyone, <laughs> this is my iPad that I bought. And here's the stuff. And they're saying, you know, Bill Gates wouldn't let his kids have an iPhone no, or an no iPod in the house. house. Mm. And yet, Sachin Nadella's like, he's mine. You know, we, we want to uh, sell our services on as many platforms as possible. And now, now that it's a subscription model, it's a really good idea because people would subscribe at uh, Microsoft.com and uh, pay for their monthly subscription there when they sign up. And then you can download Office for the iPad free log in with your details from there and you've got a full functioning application. Mm. If you don't um, if you don't have an account or you don't want to pay money for your subscription, you can still use the uh, Office app to view Word documents, PowerPoint and Excel. You just can't edit them. So it's still really, really useful. Yeah. And this was uh, Satya Nadella's first, micro, uh, first press conference. 
So I think that that's pretty uh, impressive. Well, not, I wouldn't call it impressive, but an important first comp press conference, wasn't it? Like this is something that I think should have been done years ago, really, mm. uh, because yeah. but if they had the Microsoft subscription model back then, yeah, sure. But the problem mm. that they had was Apple wanting thirty percent of all purchases through their store if you bought the app, so they could sell the app for like fifty bucks. Apple mm. would get thirty percent of that. But now they're doing the subscription model. Mm. You can either sign up inside the app which case Apple gets their 30% or you can go to Microsoft.com, which most people would already be doing, sign up there, and then they can just download the app and activate and away they go. But, I mean, I don't understand. All you, people who have iPads are used to paying more for things because of the subscription model, so all they have to do is just charge more. And they, they could have – I mean, just think of how many businesses that would have paid the extra for it just to have it even when it first came out. So it was kind of – a Microsoft's always been a bit weird like that. Though. Look what they did when um, the Apple changed OSs from, you know, those sort of, the, that, I don't know what version it was, but there was a big jump that went from the, the classic sort of desktop you think of an Mind Apple to 10, the newer yeah. style one. Mm. And Microsoft went, oh, well, too bad. <laughs> We're not developing it anymore. It doesn't work. Not our problem. You know, well, so. Well, they haven't developed offers for the Mac since 2011. So yeah, they said they're going to have I mean. it for the it's... Mac 2014 sometime later this year. But it's three years gone where they but, haven't done anything. But mm. they always do it. I mean, they, they, they're so bad at picking up opportunities. I'm surprised they're still around, to be honest. I mean, look at classic example like Internet Explorer. There's a reason that nobody uses it. Other than the fact, you know, I mean, obviously it's not a good piece of software. It's mm. free. It comes with Windows. Why don't you develop it and keep your user share instead of letting it fall apart, having no one using it, and then complain when people don't use it? Well, maybe like, because people complain that they, they make it anyway and they're not using it anyway. Like, you know, because, you know, with all this uh, antitrust thing that's going on, like, I don't know, maybe they want to get out of, well, they can't get out of the browser because it's so um, lucrative, I suppose, isn't it? Like that makes well, money. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, they want can't. to develop something that works and is functional and doesn't play up, mm. and that's industry standard that uses industry standard and industry approved applications and handling and the way it handles pages. Yeah. And stop trying to break something that should function correctly. Um, that all started back with the war with Netscape when they accidentally In released an update that balked Netscape and didn't allow Netscape to work on your computer. Mm. That's yeah, how they long this, ago they did this the war same with started. Java. They released MS Java that wasn't compatible with Sun's Java. Mm. And uh, they Sun had to sue them so many times with so much money just to get them to stop screwing up Java because they wanted to make the Microsoft Java, which is why they've done .NET now, which is their Java. You know, same yeah. sort of idea. It's just rewritten C++, call it C Sharp, and uh, added in a lot more OO and stuff like this. But um, it's just Microsoft trying to take over everybody's stuff and make it theirs. Mm. Yeah, instead so, of just going, hey, this is an industry standard. Let's just develop a good app that works on this properly and let people use it. Instead of going, hey, this app doesn't work, let's find something else that does. You yeah. know, like, it's just it's just silly. It really is. So the, the office... But, for the office for the iPad uh, contain, retains the ribbon interface, although a number of tab features is reduced from the PC version. Word for iPad includes facilities such as threaded comments and tracked changes and also allows users to edit charts and graphs embedded into documents. Photos can be dragged and dropped into new positions with text automatically reflowing around the images. Excel features such as, I've never heard of this, spark lines. 
and suggested graphs are retained. And there's a special numeric keyboard for entering data and equations. So that must be a plug-in. Is that as in like a... Maybe it's like when you select a column and it has the dotted lines going around the edges of it to show what's selected. Mm. Maybe they call it spark lines or something. Okay. And PowerPoint mm. has all the themes included. Maybe sparks come out of your laptop. <laughs> sparks come out of your iPad. Electrocute you. Stop using Apple products. No, it's time to pay. Turns the battery into overheat. <laughs> PowerPoint has all the main themes on the, as of the PC version and has features designed specific, specifically for those making presentation from the iPad, which has a virtual laser pointer that the presenter can move by poking the screen. That's great. You can poke it with whatever you want. Yeah, and then what? It's not like it goes anywhere. It just stays on the screen. <laughs> yes. the oh, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. Uh, and the good, the good thing is... The apps are available now. Uh, Sparklines is like a mini graph that fits inside a cell. It has oh, really? a graph. You have you pick a pick a range of numbers and you go create a sparkline and it does like a mini up down jagged line graph. Well, that's yeah. something I'll never use. No, <laughs> that's right. The well, only reason I want Office and the only reason we have Office at all is for publisher. We use OpenOffice for everything else, or Google Docs. It's only publishers the only reason we actually persist on having Office on our computers. And we went, we're looking at buying a new laptop and thought, okay, we'll, we'll get Office, see what's available. The only version of Office that comes with Publisher is $699, which is actually $40 dearer than the laptop we're looking at buying. Now, did you, <laughs> now I'm going to ask you, if you say yes to this question, I want to use it on the show. Did you see the Audi laptop tablet things? No. I've heard of it. Let me. I just wanted to see if you had seen them, if what you your thoughts were on them. The Medion ones, probably. Now look, we'll just, we might just come back and discuss that then. Well, if you're going to look it up, I'll come back. So otherwise, we just waste time. Usually, um, their stuff is medium. Yes. Yeah, it's usually good. Now, just been uh, talking to Will before the show about the Audi laptop slash tablet windows thing uh 599 mm -hmm. now i just asked will if he heard about it he, he he had heard about it didn't know much about it but i think he scurried away onto his favorite browser and if <laughs> you got any and it's not ie let me explorer. tell you <laughs> i'll give you a clue it doesn't start with i and an e actually no. it does end in e and it's not audi as in the car <laughs> a-u-d-i either it's a-l-d-i Oh, I was going to say, I didn't know they got into computers. <laughs> That's what I was thinking when you said, have you heard of the L the Audi tablet? And I'm like, oh, I didn't know. I Thankfully, know I speak Gold Coast. So. Oh, yeah, it must Ferrari be. doing some laptops with uh, Dell or something. It's a Queensland thing, obviously. <laughs> we love Audi up here. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, so look, I'm not sure if it's still available, but uh, uh, for all... Um, whatever it looked like it was a great little machine it was you know how you can split it was uh 64 meg uh, or 64 gig was it yeah on the must have been yeah. ssd memory in the tablet part and then once you plugged it into the base part keyboard docking station virtually like i guess you had another 500 gig hard drive in there uh it looked great I, i'm i've got to go i'm gonna go down and see if there's still any there because i'm very tempted to really get one now the, the the deal breaker for me with this machine and i'm not sure if will's got that browser open there or not yet because he's using a not an inferior non-windows one but uh, i would think would be backlit keyboard it must have for me it's got to have a backlit keyboard uh will what have you what have you found some specs 
Um, so no. still run CPU clocked at 1.86 gigahertz, 4 gig of DDR3L RAM, uh, 1920 by 1080 pixels on the tablet part, $599. It's yeah. a Medion Akoya P2212T, 11.6 mm. inch oh. green Has laptop. I mean, it, it looks okay. Like, uh, there wasn't any down here when. I went down to get them, and apparently they're not ordering any at my local Audi, so go figure. But um, even though, like, it's the largest one in Ipswich, and they'd sell them instantly. I don't know what that's about. But, yeah, it looks all right. I wouldn't mind having a having a bit of a play with one, to be honest. But, does, it say, um, does it say on the side generally, if it was backlit? That was my sorry? Was it a backlit? <laughs> that's why my cares about is it backlit or not? Oh, I have um, he's found the webpage. Jay says, has he? Here we go. Knowing, um, knowing Medion and knowing how they they seem to do a really good job with all their stuff. I, I mean, I know lots of people who buy a lot of stuff from um, from the Medion range, and to be honest, you very rarely hear of um, any problems with them. So, mm. so how it'll did, be interesting. So, the, Jace just brought up a review from Lifehacker. How did did they? How did they? Doesn't say. They said it's oh. going to be released in March when this was written. So it says uh, could be good, but uh, they didn't have a review on it there. All oh, right. Just let me control F and go type in backlight. I did that already. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's not there. We got playback. But look, it does look like a, it's pretty good. Like I know Asus, I think, came out with some new ones uh, this well, this week as well. I got an email, mm. uh, but I'm not sure if they're as good. Like, uh, just, oh, yeah. If there's a small uh, screen, they're only a 10 inch screen. PC World has done a review on it. They gave it uh, 3.75 out of 5 stars. Yeah, that's what I'm actually reading now. Um, they say the build boards. You expect that with meaning stuff. It's always a little bit, a little bit clunky. Um, Hmm. and it's got a full HD screen, good amount of built in ports. Um, USB 3.0. Yeah. So, yeah, so it looks all right. Yeah, I don't know. That doesn't say nothing about know, a backlit but... keyboard? <laughs> no. B-A-C-K-L, no. <laughs> Computer says no. I'm going to have to go down to Audi myself. No! Let's <laughs> see if I can find one. All right, I might have a look tomorrow. I've got, a, I've got two minutes free time. I'll go and have a look. But uh, but that looks like, go and uh, keep an eye out for Audi because they do have some great things. Their Median's their brand, isn't it, for computers and IT. Mm-hmm. And I think their yep. TVs and audio visual is born, as in B-A-U-N? Or B- something like that. Yeah, something crazy like that. So, um, yeah. Sounds good, doesn't it? Sounds good. So I get down to Audi. Yeah, I will. And if I do find one, because I know it was a, bit, a week ago, and I know they don't hold stock for too long, but if they, uh, they still got them, and as Will says, there's yeah, none, none up I said, there. I haven't. I know. I know. Ours didn't get it here, and I've been to half a dozen different Audis between here and work, and none of them have it. So hmm. here's yeah. something interesting for you, Mister T. They reckon they can use it pretty heavily and get nearly eight hours out of the battery, so that's not too bad. Yeah. On the 1st of June 2011, Lenovo Group announced plans to acquire Medion AG. Since August 2011, they hold the majority stake in Medion. Well, there you so go. Lenovo. <laughs> so right, the quality is going to get worse. What's wrong with that? <laughs> that was three years ago. Lenovo makes the IBM now, don't they? Isn't that the IBM? They mm, See, that's my point. It's the same <laughs> ThinkPad they made 37 years ago. They haven't changed it. It's still a square brick. And what do they call <laughs> that little <laughs> pointer thing? That little point, red little dot? Oh, that... the... What, that, what was uh, that nipple. called? Was it a, no, it wasn't a nipple. 
Was it? No, no, no. They have a special name for it, and it's really stupid. It wasn't the a... foam covered trackpad thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't the yeah. red nipple. I don't think it was the red nipple. But uh, you got <laughs> that's a drink, isn't it? We well, got red nipples on Lenovo, and you got a white nipple on Apple. Doesn't that Mighty Mouse have a nipple or something? I don't know. I, don't know. Oh, I can't keep up with all these nipples. On the website, it says it's a pointing stick. Yeah, it's something. But anyway, we'll we'll we'll, we'll get over it's that. a stick. Go go down the Audi if you want to have a look at that thing. Oh, yeah, it's got a red called? one. IBM track points. Track point. They're calling it a track point now. That's not what it used to be called either. No, it was something else. Track point, point stick, NX point, pointing stick, pointing stick, stick point, <laughs> quick point, acupoint, flex point, fine Lenovo, track. Lenovo overhauls the famous ThinkPad track. Pad keyboard with in attempting results. to avoid trademark names and ambiguity of the term pointing stick, which commonly refers to a stick used to point chalkboards or flip charts. Various <laughs> informal names have been invented, including cruiser, nipple mouse, clit mouse. <laughs> oh, you're kidding me! Nub, eraser mouse, wart, joy button, and keyboard clit. Is <laughs> on Wikipedia, dude. On Wikipedia. It must oh, be dear. real. Some of them need citations, yet, but still. Oh, dear. All right, let's... Uh, yeah. Look, we've had it on good authority that you go to Wikipedia, Jace reckons, and look up... What did you What did you search for? The, the Lenovo... The pointing stick. And there's a couple of quite interesting names. Uh, now, moving right along, because we're done with that. That was also last segment. Uh, first images of a reversible USB cable has emerged. Now, US, everyone knows USB. You've got to put them in the right way. And how many times do you try and stick them in and you've always managed to have them upside down? Well, that apparently is going to be a thing of the past. So aren't we all lucky little Vegemites? Uh, a presentation by Intel this week showed the new... An improved USB Type C. Don't you hate all these Type C? Apple Lightning cable. Yeah. Mm. Uh, expected to be completed by July. The new spec will be uh, initially. <laughs> the, the what? The new spec will initially use existing USB Super Speed 3.1 and USB 2 technologies, according to the USB Implementers Forum. How do you get a gig on the USB Implementers Forum? You reckon? Just know a lot yeah, about <laughs> know a lot about USB, I guess. The Type C connector and cable will support scalable power charging in order to grow with future USB bus performance requirements. The first iteration will have a five volt power transfer rate, but that is expected to deliver up to a hundred watts for higher power application. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I actually had to buy a USB three PCI card the other day because now that I've got my USB um, Sound Blaster sound card thingy. Between that and the USB webcams and the USB keyboard and the USB mouse and the USB microphone and the USB hub and the USB card reader and the USB hard drive, and I'd run out of bandwidth on USB 2 and I'd run out of bandwidth on my internal USB 3. So I actually had to buy a USB 3 PCI card oh, just to get some more bandwidth. It's a long way around things, Will. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. It really uh, is. Jace, what else have you got for us, please? Well, uh, forget it, Australia. No Amazon Fire TV for you. Global content Amazon giant overnight unveiled the Fire TV, an Apple TV-like set-top box, which is designed to stream movies, TV shows to consumers' televisions, as well as providing video game functionality. However, as with many of Amazon's product launches in the past, there appear to be no immediate plans to ship the device to Australia. 
As it currently stands, Australians are unable to order the device through Amazon's US site. The site delivering the following message to those who try to order it. Important message. There is a slight problem with your order. We're sorry. It can't be shipped to your country. That's not a slight problem, is it? It's like a major one. That's really the only problem. It's a massive problem. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We can't get any tax breaks in your country. Go jump. Yes. <laughs> Talk to the Liberals. Amazon made no mention of Australian availability during its launch of the Fire TV overnight in the US, and the unit is not listed on their Australian web store. Now, why? Is this because rights issues? Because um, it's Amazon. Hello. Yeah, we don't yes, seem to rights really... rights issues because you'll be watching their movies that they've got contracts with uh, mm -hmm. companies to have in the US. It's the same as you can't have Netflix until same they as all sign the other all reasons, the contracts. The BBC and everything, they're all geolocate-locked. And that's why, because they haven't figured out there's a world outside their country yet. Yes. Blame the cable operators. They get the exclusive mm. rights to everything. Mm. Which is one no, of the things Foxtel Play. It's the governments that let them do it. Yeah, Foxtel Play was released on PlayStation Three this this week to try and get people to sign up to Foxtel and Playstations now. So, no, Foxtel, I think, is just. I don't know. What are they doing? Are they? Yeah, they're just. They're not, they're not really relevant, yeah, are they? Netflix. Yeah, they're. they're, they're I'm almost move on. They've got to move on. I'm almost tempted to have Foxtel purely because Prisoner. my free to wear. Um, picture is almost unwatchable here. Like, we've got virtually no signal on any of the channels. If it, if it rains or if it's windy, you can't watch 90% mm. of the stations. So, that would be my only argument for getting Foxtel, assuming all the channels are available on there through we, their What service. I'm going to try and do is what one of my friends did this week. He bought an Apple TV from JB Hi Fi and got an account with getflix.com.au which gives you a VPN to the US so that you can get Hulu and Netflix and Amazon Prime and BBC iPlayer. And it's about $2.49 a month. Right. And uh, just stream it through to your Apple TV. So I've still got my uh, Apple TV that I uh, unjailbroke a few weeks ago that I want to uh, take with me when I move. And I think I'll be hooking up Netflix to my home system. And it's like $8 a month US for Netflix plus $2.49 for um, this Getflix website, you're done. You know, get all the movies you wanted, all the TV shows, everything, high quality, whatever you like. Well, how does the Getflix? Because, well, what am I doing wrong? I've, uh, I've, I did the VPN thing, tried to do the, <laughs> you know, tried to go right out and tried to do the uh, BBC iPlayer thing, and yeah, it worked on the phone, but I couldn't push it to the Apple TV. So did I? Would I have to put the uh, a uh, Another the Apple, Apple TV has got, uh, you need to put the DNS for your uh, country in there. Oh, is that, that or you need to use something DNS. like a Raspberry Pi and make that your router and have that just automatically divert all the traffic that comes into the house? Yeah, yeah some right. routers have got a built-in uh, VPN application as well in the ADSL router, so you can mm. automatically mm. connect to it and then everything inside your house goes through it. Yeah, I don't want to do that i'd like to be able to turn it off and on but yeah, you might be right if i so if i put the uh say uh uk dns servers into the apple tv sweet you reckon yeah there's there's usually uh two types of uh, vpn accounts you can get one where you run a little client on your desktop or an app on your uh, android phone or something like that and it'll uh, reroute all tcp through there automatically or and or you can get uh, dns 
uh, type account with VPN and it'll give you DNS servers that are in the US or the UK or wherever you want. Right. You put those yeah, into your Apple TV and that's where it uh, does all of its routing through. Mm, because the Apple TV doesn't have a VPN account. Might try that. But yeah, because I just thought if you couldn't get it on your phone, I just thought it was just a simple, just, you know, move it, push it to the Apple TV. But obviously it must still recognise that the Apple TV's in Australia or something. And it just, yeah, plays funny buggers. But anyway, oh, that's just what happens. Uh, Will, give us a story, please. All righty, you guys know I like the humble bumble. Hum, humble bumble. <laughs> I can't say it, but <laughs> like, I like it. He likes a humble bum. Yeah, you were right the first time. He's a grumble bum. Uh, hey, honey, bumble. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the new one's been released. The uh, It's out for PC and Android, the hum- Humble Bundle 9. Um, it's got about two weeks left to run on that, so make sure you check it out. It's the thing where you basically pay what you want. You get some pretty cool games. Mm. Um, one game that has been released that is taking the world by storm is uh the goat simulator um (laughs) that's probably the main reason to buy the humble bundle uh it's it's if you haven't seen it go to youtube check it out people are playing it it's going absolutely burko it's just such a hilarious game it's so much fun good fun um good entertainment good clean um I wouldn't say that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, uh, it's not yeah, sheep. But it's, there's no sheep involved. Uh, They're goats. The, there's goats. plenty of goats. Um, there's also sacrificial oh. human sacrifices mm. and goat sacrifices. and But it's awesome. Um, it's a lot of fun. You can headbutt stuff and run amok and destroy the world and do all sorts of things. So, Sweet. Um, it, you need to check that out. And it's a separate... It's actually one of the separate ones. It's not part of the bundle. It's one you purchase separately, but uh, it's definitely worth the money. What do you and call it? I've had it Fe- since pre-release. The pre-release came out uh, like a week or so ago. So I've actually had that. I think the actual thing's coming out either this week or next week, the full version of it. But mm. um, yeah, so check that out. What's it called to Google? Um, Feed the goat or something? Uh, goat Simulator. Goat in Simulator. Mm, okay. Yeah, it's, right. it's... You go to humblebundle.com slash store. It's there for nine ninety nine. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I actually pay a little bit more because I, I ordered on pre-release, which I normally do with, with that sort of those sort of ones. I normally order them earlier. Mm. Pay a little bit more for them. You get a few little uh, rubbish optional extras <laughs> and a few little bits and pieces that you don't get later on. But yeah, no, it's good fun and it's um, it's definitely worth it. Yeah. All right. But, uh, I've got a couple of little quickies. Uh, micro- another Microsoft one, can you believe it? Microsoft uh, makes Windows free for some devices. So uh, that's probably good. It's apparently, where we go here? I've lost it. There it is. Uh, Microsoft will give away licenses to Windows Phone and Windows. Uh, uh, to devices, to device make it to uh, to device makers building <laughs> sure smart, they are. smartphones or tablets with tablets, believe it or not, with screens smaller than nine inches measured diagonally. A wow factor of Microsoft's unprecedented decision characterizing it as a major milestone in the company's 38-year history. It's the day Microsoft finally capitulated to the changing market driven by the disruption led by Apple, Google, and the smartphone ecosystem, said Patrick Moorhead, principal analyst at Moore Insights and Strategy, in in an email interview. An email interview. I wonder how that works. Just do <laughs> one question and then wait for a reply and do another question. Interesting. Microsoft says... Like email chess. 
<laughs> Microsoft says, we want to get this platform out there. Myerson told the audience, composed primarily of developers, we want to remove all friction. There's a fraction, too much friction to drive adoption of your applications or phones and tablets less than nine inches. We are making Windows available for zero dollars. Zero. And um, So what they're saying is if you've got less than nine inches, they feel sorry for you. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> You've you got to go harden up. Microsoft Windows XP and Office... Take a tablet. That'll solve that problem. <laughs> well, <laughs> 2003 deadline looms. Now, if you have been living under a rock or not listening to this show, listen up. Microsoft has issued a reminder that security patches, software updates, and technical support for Windows XP, as we've been saying for like the last six months, and Office 2003 ends next week, April 8. So before you hear us again, XP has stopped being developed or patched or whatever. He added that there are good security reasons for moving away from XP. According to Microsoft Security Intelligence Report, Volume 15, XP Service Pack 3 has an 82.4% malware infection rate. Massive. According to Trend Micro Smart Protection Network data released this week, report number unknown, 6.57% of PCs in Australia and New Zealand are still running operating system. So 6.57, that's all right. They're probably in a cupboard somewhere. Now, um, yeah. <laughs> I love the way they just randomly make up numbers for that sort of stuff. Yeah, that can't be <laughs> spot on. According to Miller, there is an opportunity for hackers to make significant financial gains from zero-day vulnerability that will never be patched. This vulnerability has the potential to build large-scale botnets. Access to these compromised machines can be leased out for their processing power or network bandwidth for denial-of-service attacks. So if you... Oh, no. Someone is going to hijack my media centre. Whatever shall I do? <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, it might... If it's on your network, Will, you still got to be worried about it. Because it's... 2 a.m. That's, that's, that's why I run to... playing movies. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I have two separate networks. I have one for my computer and Sonia's computer, and everything else is on a separate network. Smart boy. See, you're not. Well, actually, sorry, my my NAS and the two computers are on one network. Yeah. See, you're not ju you're not just a pretty face. Luckily. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, let's go. Okay, Jace. Uh, what more have you got? What did you spy this week? Well, the price of apps on Apple's App Store rose by up to 30% in Australia from last Wednesday afternoon. A price increase was foreshadowed by Fairfax Media on Tuesday and has been followed up with a release of updated pricing tables to Apple software developers who provided Fairfax with the details before Apple began rolling it out on Wednesday evening. On Tuesday, Apple did not say what, that the increase, what the increase would be. Apps now costing 99 cents will cost consumers $1.29 after the change is implemented. Increases will apply to Mac, iPad, iPhone, and iTouch apps, and were changed to take into account foreign exchange rates over the past year, according to a message sent to software developers by Apple. The change comes after a year of currency fluctuations, and as of Wednesday, the Australian dollar was fetching 92 US cents. So let me have a look here. I'm just doing a calculation. That's a increase of 24%. Mm-hmm. Mm. Basically, um, Apple needs more money because they're broke it would seem i can't think of any other reason they would do it look this story <laughs> i saw this story come out and i had i had my fingers and toes crossed and everything else that could be crossable crossed uh because it was it was published on uh, april the first i thought it might have been an april fool story but alas no it's uh, obviously real which yeah is, that's right which it's is um uh, you know and yet 
most of the Android apps that I use have gone down. Hmm. But yeah, so, poor, poor me and Will, we don't have any Apple products, so yeah, we get to you know, miss out. Nothing that, nothing that sucks all our money or our soul. We just have <laughs> mostly free programs that we can pay for if we want. I don't know how you guys, how do we cope, Jace? I mean, really. Well, you see. Well, see, I got more. You you got less time because you got less time to spend with your family because you're too busy trying to get rid of viruses all the time. I don't see? have a family. <laughs> I have a life. <laughs> you you've got a Minecraft family. Come on now. now <laughs> That's exactly right, and don't you forget it, my blocky buddies. Now, uh, what what else have you got, Will, this week? You got anything um, else? Actually, an interesting story, and I don't know if you guys remember a few years ago, and I've got a complete blank, I can't think of a name, but the Australian singer, she uh, started off on um, the block or something, but um, anyway, she was diagnosed on the TV, an Indian doctor saw her doing an interview and said, hey, you've got such and such cancer, Ooh. and she was diagnosed over the TV with that, she's got better and it's all good since then, but um there's a on Facebook. There's a lady posted a picture of her daughter, who's uh, I can't think doesn't say how it is, um, but her daughter looks like she's like I don't know six or seven. And um, actually, no, I'm wrong. It's just a bad photo. Took her photo she's, of her three year old daughter. She's eighty seven. And if you look at the photo, um, one eye is red, Ooh. which you expect from the flash, yeah, but right. the other eye is actually yellow. Ooh. And um, a couple of her friends actually noticed this and said, hey, you might want to go and get that checked out because that not... can potentially be a problem. Mm. And sure enough, she got it checked out and she was diagnosed with Coates disease, which is a rare condition that can cause blindness or loss of vision. But if it's caught early, it can be prevent prevented. But my point is that um, the only reason this was caught is because of social media. A photo was put up onto Facebook and some, some people who knew what they were talking about saw it you know, and as it states further in the article, normally this condition doesn't get picked up until they have trouble seeing, and by then mm, it's usually too, too late. late. So, um, that's good. Yeah, for social media, you know, in this respect, it proves that managed correctly, social media can be a good thing. Saving lives, social media, saving lives. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, it's so. it's, uh, it's uh, in creating time for the individual, isn't it? Because she's going to live longer. All right, uh, now, Jace, I think you've got a couple of stories to get through before we uh depart yeah google gmail was launched 10 years ago wow. google's email wow. breakthrough was almost three years in the making but it wasn't given uh that it would reach the public at all if you want to pick a single date to mark the beginning of the modern era of the web you could do a lot worse than choosing thursday april the 1st 2004 the day gmail launched scuttlebutt that google was about to offer a free email service had leaked out the day before uh, the idea of Search Kingpin doing emails was still startling and the alleged storage capacity of one gig, 500 times what Microsoft's Hotmail offered, mm. seemed downright implausible. So when Google issued a pre-release date stamp April 1, an awful lot of people briefly took it to be a really good hoax. Gmail turned out to be real and revolutionary and decades worth of perspective makes it look more momentous. The first true landmark service to emerge from Google since its search engine debuted in 1998, Gmail didn't just blow away Hotmail and Yahoo Mail, the dominant free webmail services of the day. With its vast storage, zippy interface, instant search, and other advanced features, it may have been the first major cloud-based app that was capable of replacing conventional PC software, not just complementing it. Gmail ended up running on three 
hundred old uh, Pentium three computers nobody else at Gmail at Google wanted. That was sufficient for the limited beta run out the company planned, which involved giving accounts to a thousand outsiders, allowing them to invite a couple of friends apiece and growing slowly from there. It was actually a um, hobby that one of the uh, engineers was working on in his spare time. And he was like, oh, I would like to do a webmail type thing. So he uh, did it in his spare time. And then uh, he thought it was the most important thing that he wanted to do was to be able to search through his mail. So that was the first thing that he did was make search through mail really, really fast. And then uh, he showed it to a couple of his friends. Like, oh, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Can you add it so that I could search my mail as fast? So it started off as just a mail search program. Mm. And then uh, they added in composing and then... Uh, adding in conversation so you could thread your conversations and hide bits that were already mentioned in the email so you didn't have a lot of greater than signs all the way through it uh, uh, quoting people's previous ones and just filling up the email and uh, eventually they said hey what about this and people were like no I don't think it's going to take off but uh, apparently uh, the uh, co-founders said yeah we'll give it a we'll go it a so they had a look at it and launched it and then suddenly bam mm. it actually um really was the beginning of ajax which is a web technology based on javascript because uh places like hotmail and yahoo were all done in html so every time you updated something or clicked on it it reload the whole web page from their website which was very slow and tedious and so uh this guy was like oh, i bet i could use javascript to speed this up a bit so he put in some JavaScript to do a lot of calculations and working things out and eventually came up with the idea of Ajax, which is now a widely based, a widely used um, system programming hmm. for uh, making applications on the web these days. Jeez, jeez, and if you've read so, uh, so the Googleplex, um, it's got a really good, it obviously talks about that, um, how they developed it and how it started off as an internal thing. And then the, the co-founders like um dude we want to use this here you need to make it better so it went from a 10 percent program a 10 percent um Hobby. google has a thing 10 percent if you're working a week you can work on whatever thing you want they went from that to a fully fledged thing they they pulled um started pulling engineers from different departments and it was Graphic the whole as too. yeah start off with a thousand people and introduce friends now i remember paying about 80 or 90 dollars for an invite what to, yep oh, yeah, right people paid 150 bucks on ebay i oh. actually got into one of my friends got an account uh he got invited by one of his mates into the beta and uh he was like aha i got into gmail i got a gmail account i was like no you didn't he goes yes i did i said what was your email address and he told me what the username was so i went to try and log in <laughs> and uh it was like um I tried to guess the password a couple of times, just making up random stuff. It's like, that didn't work. It was like, oh, what about forgot my password? So I clicked on forgot my password and uh, it said, oh, um, to recover your password, uh, to change your password, you didn't get it sent to you because this was your main, G your main email account, to uh, reset your password, type in your secret, the answer to your secret question, what is your mother's maiden name? I was like, <laughs> oh, um, 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 Simpson. For the Homer Simpson, and it said, Yes, that's correct. Uh, type in your new no. password here. <laughs> oh, exactly. I didn't know his mother's maiden name was Simpson. Oh, I just no. it as a joke. And uh, I was like, Oh, hey, dude, I've uh, hacked into your Gmail account. He's like, No, you didn't. I said, Yeah, what's this? Here's your new password. 
and yeah. I'll just send an email from you to you. Yeah, how you go? Here's how you're going. I hack your account. <laughs> Bye. And then he's like, oh, crap, I'm going to have to change my password and pick some other kind of uh, reminder. I'm going to have to change my mother's maiden name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to get a new mother. Yeah, yeah. yeah it reminds me of those uh, cartoons going around where this guy buys his son a new puppy dog, and he's like, uh, "Okay, son, now you have to come up with a name for your dog. Make sure it's something that you're always going to remember, and it's not. It is very unique because it's going to be your password <laughs> reminder for the rest of your life." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's all right. But I, I do remember now that you mentioned. I do remember. Yeah, you had invites. I think it went from five. Yeah. Then you had, went up to fifty. And then it took like five, seven years for the invites to go away, where you could sign up for free mm. anyway. But I think, well, yeah. The funny part was Gmail was in beta up until a couple of years ago. It was still yes. in beta. And it's like, and there's actually still an option if you dig through the settings, you can actually check a box that says leave the beta icon on when you log in on the Gmail account. Jeez. <laughs> so mine, mine's still in beta. Yeah, right. But I think like most yeah. people, I think I would enjoy Gmail a little bit better. Like that is my main email. But I think I'd enjoy it a little bit better if it could just get a bit nicer, you know, on the on looking wise, visually wise. You know, because it's just a bit too I don't know, cluttered. You need a shelfie like I've got with a nice photo in the background. <laughs> I mean there are themes, things. there's all sorts of things you can customize, you can change all sorts of things, but you can um, have like terminal mode like you're on an old computer and I everything. Have that. <laughs> Green screen and everything. That's you, what it mine is. You're such a you're such a <laughs> geek, Will. You're such a tech head. Uh, it just reminds me of my head. old Apple Lisa I used to have. Oh yeah. <laughs> Geez, how old are they? they? Do they actually work? Do they do anything That was old when I had one. <laughs> yeah. Did they actually do anything constructive? I've seen one. Apple Lisa. Yeah, it was... Um, well, mine didn't do a lot. It, it made like it had that turtle program on it where you could control the turtle okay. and move around the screen. Yeah, that was about the extent of mine. <laughs> My yeah. first Apple thing that I used was a 2E at school. Oh, yeah. Yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. The, cla- the Exidy Sorcerer, nobody's heard the of it. The good old classics. Now, um, I don't know about you guys, but we'll... Oh, oh there we go. Oh, that's no good. How do I get out of that? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, just quickly, because we are running out of time. Now, if can I get this up on the screen? Look uh, look who look who rang me through the week, said, can we post this on the Facebook page? So if you're under 30, 18 to 30, and you want to be in the new series of Beauty and the Geek, well, there you go. Sign in now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't well, think... I'm neither single nor under 30. So that's... Oh, that's right. You aren't either. So it's not you. And uh, oh, Jace misses out on one count. You'd be too old. So am I. And... I want to be in that. I want to get a girlfriend. <laughs> it is... Do you watch the show? It is quite hilarious. I like it. I think no, it's funny. No, I can't. I can't bring myself to watch it. No, I think it's funny. It's like MKR. I can't watch that either. No, I don't like that. All right. Well, I think uh, Jace has got one more story. So let's uh, get cracking and do that one. And then we'll do a quick wrap up please. Yeah, Google-owned YouTube hasn't had a serious competitor for years, but Yahoo would like to try it. WebGiant has been working on a plan to lure some of YouTube's more popular stars and networks to show stuff on their site, according to several sources. Strategy in the works, which Yahoo hopes to launch in the next few months, is aimed at taking advantage of persistent complaints by both video creators and owners who think they don't make enough money on YouTube. Yahoo CEO Marissa Meyer has been mulling over how to have much bigger web presence in a bigger presence in web video. Under her leadership, the company tried and failed to buy France's 
daily motion and has been pushing a number of other high-profile media initiatives, such as adding television news star Katie Couric to its site. But creating an online video service is a much bigger deal and is not just conceptual. Several industry sources say Yahoo has recently been approaching individual YouTube stars and some of the big networks now on the giant online video service. Come on. Uh, <coughs> Yahoo executives have told video makers and owners the company can offer them better economics than they're getting from YouTube, either by improving the ad revenue or by offering guaranteed ad rates for their videos. In addition, Yahoo has offered extensive marketing, even on its homepage, as well as adding, allowing video producers the ability to sell advertising along with Yahoo Salesforce. Meanwhile, investors are showing renewed interest in YouTube-related businesses sparked by Disney's $500 million acquisition of Maker Studios, a YouTube network with 5.5 billion monthly views. Oh, geez, that's a lot, isn't it? That's crazy. I didn't, I mean, uh, it's all fine and dandy to have a heap of, um, you know, pay a fortune for ad revenue, but if you've got seven watches, it's sort of not really worth the hassle, is it? I mean, what happened to uh, Yahoo and AOL? I mean, they were you know going back a few years but they were on the cutting edge of the development of of that sort of thing i mean just look at you know um the way they used to handle like tv shows and stuff they were one of the first stations mm. to have streaming and things like that yeah you know, seven up. yeah well yeah, you know but anyway i suppose you know, it answers a few <laughs> questions for me now daily motion is a french place so yeah that answers a few questions yeah, so all right. Well, that's about <laughs> it for us this week. We've we've, we've gone over time. Hang on. No. And uh, so I'll promise I'll get more than that one for next week. All right. So now I think uh, Jace is out for two weeks. Now Will's just told me he's out for two weeks as well. No, no, one. Oh, just one. Just next week. Uh-huh. All right. We're gonna have to find uh, a ring in for next week. week. All right, we're going to have to find a ring in. I might give Eric a ring. He'll be here next week if his computer doesn't explode in the meantime. Yeah, well, there's that. All right, good stuff. All right, thanks, Jace. Thanks for coming on. Have a good holiday. Have a good Easter. We'll see you soonish. And uh, Will, so you're here next week. I'll catch up with you after the show and remind you because I can't remember. I'll have to check my diary. But uh, just to say, see you later. Don't forget to go to obsidianloft.com. Check out our podcast that we do Monday nights. You'll enjoy it. It's great. It's all Minecraft stuff. It's fantastic. Go and check it out. Good stuff. And you've just reminded me, I better just quickly say, uh, facebook.com forward slash Aussie Techheads. There's a free iOS and Android apps of the day. There's uh, also Aussie Max Own podcast as well, aussiemaxzone.com.au. And also our webpage, aussietechheads.com.au forward slash podcast. And don't forget, athwebhosting.com.au for all your hosting needs. All right, until <laughs> next <Radio>. week. <laughs> until next week, it's bye for me. And it's goodbye from those two. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you.